Welcome to Reframe Your Life. I'm Joanne Gibson. And I'm Sandy Reynolds. Together, we bring you our podcast for women who want to live and lead their lives thoughtfully and with intention. On our episodes, we explore diverse topics relevant to all areas of our lives. Hi, Life Reframers. It's my great pleasure today to introduce our guest for today, who is Deborah Senior. Deb is a dynamic talent whose background spans Canada's leading oil and gas, retail and marketing sectors, including Suncor, Hudson's Bay and Nielsen. They're some very large companies in Canada. Her focus is on brand strategy, loyalty programs and customer research. But Deborah is a creative entrepreneur as well as loves to use her desire for analysis, which helps her harness the power of effective branding. She spends her time helping corporations and entrepreneurs develop their brand. So welcome, Deb. It's great to have you with us today. Thank you for having me. Hi, Deb. How are you today? I'm well, Sandy. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm really excited about this call. I think I'm going to learn a lot about branding. Branding is, to me, like the new sexy. It's like the the little (laughs) black dress. Well, that's now branding. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's launch in. So where, as we know, organizations think a lot about branding and there's some organizations out there who do it really well. And and since I've been an entrepreneur and, and just dabbled in reading a bit about branding, you can kind of see organizations that are really focusing on it and some that aren't. And they often invest a lot of time and money in developing their brand. Yeah. Um, however, I think, you know, a trend over the last number of years since social media has just absolutely taken and taking off is consciously cultivating our personal brand. So we thought we've got entrepreneurs and we've got individuals who aren't worrying about um, business branding. So we thought, you know what, it'll be a really good time to have a chat about personal branding because as I've been teaching networking and stuff, I'm always conscious to say to the students, you know, be careful what you put out there. Be careful Absolutely. what you put out there. Um, so that's what we're going to focus on today. First of all, Deb, just tell our listeners a little bit about you. You're a branding guru. You think it's sexy. So how did you get, kind of get into this world? <laughs> well, I don't think, I do, you know what, I think it's, I, I, don't, I don't think anyone ever falls into branding or falls into um, the job that they perhaps uh, set out to do when they went to, to to college or university, and that certainly is true for me as well. And I'm I'm happy that my path, um, and I'll describe it in a bit, um, has ebbed and flowed and gone in as many different directions as it has. Because uh, for me, it's 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 rounded me in a way that I I could never have imagined if it was a straight line. So I'm 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 happy <laughs> for the dips and turns. So having said that. Um, what uh, most people won't know about me, and that I generally don't put out there uh, very much, um, <laughs> unless it's unless it's part of uh, a discussion where I think it adds some fruitfulness, is I actually started out my post secondary journey in um, in seminary. So I wanted to go that route, and and I I was in that that stream for about three years. Um, have a strong theological background, which I know my potty mouth just denies that every time. <laughs> <laughs> 
point in life, I was on the straight and narrow. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, we have that in common because oh, really? my husband has a master's of divinity. And really? I, yeah, and I started in with a bachelor of theology and I also have potty mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sandy, we are twin sisters. <laughs> Almost. I know, I know what you speak of. <laughs> that is wonderful. Um, that is great. So uh, yeah, from there, I uh, decide, well, I, I got um, booted out of Bible college, so to speak. Because <laughs> I, I was I was considered a heretic because I no longer um, um, uh, ascribed to uh, yeah. the tenets of faith as, as it was set out. So uh, headed back, uh, back home and went to um, a public university here. Um, and uh, thought I would be a lawyer, thought uh, that was my path, did, did, did a semester in law school and hated it. <laughs> so, you know, you know, henceforth, um, you know, went over to the, um, uh, to the master's program in environmental studies and, and kind of found a path there focusing on policy and planning. And then from there, um, work life has been uh, interesting and fulfilling. Um, most of my work has been in the nonprofit sector. Mm -hmm. um, definitely uh, working with international development, focusing on uh, environment and environment and youth. Um, from mm -hmm. there, I've worked with um, philanthropic, uh, the philanthropic sector, with foundations, um, and, and again, looking at youth voice, youth and governance, um, youth making pathways to policy and how you can how you can use that voice of difference, validate it, cultivate it and um, and 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 recognize it within civic and social structures. And you know, true to me, I got bored <laughs> and uh, decided I would go corporate and 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 I didn't know how to make that shift. And so I remember I um, I was looking around my apartment um, one day in Toronto, and I realized that most of the things in my small little cute little home came from the Hudson's Bay Company. So my cups, my glasses, my cutlery, my linen, um, I think I had even bought my TV there. And I, I just took a quick audit of where, where the things in my home were purchased. And I thought, well, the Bay owes me a job. <laughs> so I on their website and, you know, serendipitously, or perhaps not, um, they had an opening uh, in philanthropy. I applied and started the best five-year journey uh, that I think any 20-odd-year-old could have. Um, what I had, what I had thought about the corporate sector at that time was certainly based on fluff, <laughs> quite frankly. Um, and 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 it forced me to take down mental uh, barriers about what corporate meant. Because at the end of the day, um, corporate means the people who you are working with and surrounded by, and they mm -hmm. define that corporate culture. And 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 you define, I define that corporate culture. And so really what corporate would mean for me is how I was able to to give my gifts uh, to to that organization. Um, and then from from the Bay really just opened up a lot of doors for me because it was a, you know, one of Canada's largest, um, largest companies. I was able to start philanthropy and then move to, you know, what we call hard business lines. So I 
uh, was able to to go on to the money making side of the business rather than the you know money giving away uh-huh. side of the business and uh, look at partnership development and marketing and, and how do you make money outside of your stores and coming up with creative ideas to find new revenue streams, which is so interesting to me that um, corporations, no different than individuals, need to find a way to fortify their incomes. Mm-hmm. And um, e- even though when it's an individual, if you can't find a way to to develop your base financially, the hit is far more immediate. With corporations, the hit may not be as immediate, but it is certainly far reaching because, you know, you have someone like the Bay who employs 70,000 people. That's a big hit. Mm-hmm. And it's a big hit to the economy, as we're seeing now with with Sears and Target and Zellers. You know, there there have been so many major retailers that that have unfortunately um, not been able to be successful here. But the Bay allowed me to to say, hey, take some of your creative talents um, use it in the marketing department, come up with some ideas, let us know what those ideas are. If they have some legs, we'll run with it and give you backing. And if they don't go back to the drawing board and it was really that easy. And so this, this whole thing about, um, uh, marketing being a science, um, I didn't find at that point, but certainly the, the very analytical side of me craved it. So from the Bay, I uh, I moved over to Petro Canada, did gift card sales for them for for uh, in the B two B business to business and business to consumer mm-hmm. world, but still wanted the analytical portion. And uh, Nielsen Marketing or Nielsen Analytics, uh, or some people just know it as AC Nielsen, came calling, and that, that mm-hmm. I mean, talk about float my boat. Um, it was now able to say you have good ideas, but unless unless you can actually measure them and and find a way to make those measurements have an impact in market beyond that was great. Give yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and so market measurement science became like my home. Love. So now you do branding for companies. I do branding for companies and I do branding for entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs um, yeah. Yes, yes. And I and I I like both. I like both spectrums, actually. Um, Entrepreneurs, it can be challenging and incredibly exciting. Um, I find that uh, when I get frustrated with entrepreneurs, simply because they're in the beginning stages of their business and there's far more education that needs to happen. but when when I when whenever I choose to kind of uh, um, downplay that side of my business, it, I I always get sad because I miss the the ideas that are coming up from the ground, right? And it's like so good, it's like such good stuff. Um, so in order to kind of keep that part of me flowing, what I have had to do is work with entrepreneurs who are not, um, beginning, but, you know, are probably within the two to five year mark of their business who really need to, to set the stage for what they're doing and how they're doing. And, and entrepreneurs, it's, it's, it's a tricky thing because their personal branding is often very closely and intimately tied to their business. I often try to say to them, let's try and separate the two a little bit um, because what may be good for your business and, and, and the decision we make for your business and that business identity doesn't have to reflect your person. Mm-hmm. Um, they find it very difficult to make that distinction um, at very early stages, but usually year three, four, five, they're far more open to it and, and see the benefit of that. 
That's interesting for me, Deborah, because I have been looking at some branding for myself. And there's, especially with solopreneurs, I think there's a mm-hmm. real push around blending your personal brand with your business brand and how to, how to pull them together. And maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it depends on the type of business you have, but I appreciate what you're saying because I think that's something that a lot of us who are solopreneurs or entrepreneurs struggle with. Like, where does, where do I end? Like, where am I the brand and where is the brand separate from me? Yeah. What is branding? You know, branding goes beyond the the logo, right? (laughs) For me, for me, branding is, um, you know, what your logo says when it's not in a room, right? So when it's not present, what are people saying about your, your company? Um, and about your business when your logo isn't there. So I, when I when I talk about branding to a new client, um, you know, it's interesting. I think um, I think most people I, I bring out this really kind of snazzy, impressive brand board, and um, on it uh, it will have um, it will have three logos. For instance, it will have a primary logo and two alternate or secondary logos that can be used in in different forms. But I always tell people, I said that that consider that um, step one, if you will. For me, branding goes so far beyond that. It is about your colors. And I always love to introduce a five color color palette. It's about your textures. Um, You know, you know, I had this one client who um, uh, was in, uh, she was an NLP coach and she needed something in her, in her branding that was going to speak to strength um, in terms of mental, mental strength, mental acuity, um, being able to harness inner power, um, but also spoke to love. So, so balancing Mm -hmm. Um, both sides of that coin. And, and I said to her, you know what, well, let's look at a texture that can help achieve that with your brand rather than having your logo make that happen. And for us, what we got to was this, this texture that was a white, almost like a soft white creamy with a bit of gray brick wall. Mm. And oh, she's right. like that hit it. And I'm like, and that's what a texture can do for you. That is part of your branding. That's what makes it sing. And now when you go out in social media, you know, you've got your color palette, you've got your textures, we'll, we'll make your fonts reflect what your, what your brand needs it to reflect. And I always start with a brand questionnaire to understand the personality that that brand needs to deliver in market. And I always pick fonts that relate to that. And, and some people think fonts are so um, secondary. And I'm like, uh, to me, they're not. To me, they're fairly integral. Um, if you want to be, you know, come off as an authority in your field, um, then, you know, I, I tend to look for fonts with hard edges. If you, uh, this particular client who, you know, was really about love and self-empowerment and whatnot, her fonts needed to have a rounder edge. They needed to be open. Um, there, there couldn't be any closed loop. You know, they, it, mm-hmm. it just needed to speak to the fact that um, there was a sense of infinity about what she was doing. Um, and fonts can help achieve that. Uh, so for me, branding just goes way beyond the logo. It goes to all the other elements and pieces that support um, your image in market. So there are times when I'm doing, um, you know, advertising pieces for my clients on either uh, Instagram or Facebook where I don't even use their logo. I'm like, your textures and colors should be strong enough that mm-hmm. people recognize your brand and your messaging in market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
tell us if there's any differences related to personal branding because to me you said it should be what you stand for what your company stands for what you represent and I think that if, if people just for our listeners who don't who aren't entrepreneurs or, or who don't have companies what you put out there in the sphere in, in social media and stuff should be about exactly that what what you stand for what what you yeah. represent what yeah. what you care about mm-hmm. so I, I for me the difference between personal branding and business branding is is really stark even even um e- even with solopreneurs or entrepreneurs so for instance um I can, I can, and I'll take myself as an example. And I, I, I am, I am the worst example of, <laughs> of because I, 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 for me personally, um, I don't like a lot of exposure. Um, so, you know, I, I, I always say, do as I say, not as I do. Um, I, I don't like personal exposure. I, I, I even limit my business exposure um, in a, a, a very determined way um, because my business that I do um, and, and I and I have two. I work quite closely with a wonderful creative agency out here in Bowmanville called Brand Ambition. And, and I, I think I have a fancy title, something like strategic director of I don't know. <laughs> whatever the heck it is. Um, but with them, I work with key clients um, on the corporate end uh, to really say, okay, where can, where can we grow a particular aspect of your business? With my own proprietary business I have, which is called Propose It, I work exclusively with retainer-based clients. Um, I do no advertising for Propose It. I, I, uh, and, that's, and that's targeted because... When I take on, and I only take on a roster of four to five uh, retainer-based clients, I go deep into their business. I'm intimately connected. I spend at least 10 to 15 hours a month on each business. That is more than enough to, to keep my mind and time completely occupied. And so I always say with, with, and I'll get to the personal side in a second, I always say with entrepreneurs that are going out on the on Instagram and that are going out with Facebook ads and boosted ads and targeted posts really think about your capacity to handle um, what comes back to you Mm -hmm. I think it's really important Um, on the personal branding side and I'll just switch to that for a minute um, I think it's I think it's very different from your business I and and the way I always started, and I'm a process person, I always start branding with a with a questionnaire. Um, and it's a questionnaire that details, uh, you know, who you are, what your identity is, what you want people to say about you, the kind of clients that you're trying to reach, et cetera, et cetera. On a personal brand, you have to think of yourself almost as a business if you are trying to brand yourself. Otherwise, you're just putting out a putting out a plethora of information out into the atmosphere, and 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 that's okay. But it's not a brand. Right. It's just it's just a ton of information that goes out. If you are looking at branding yourself personally, then I ha- I have to go back and say treat yourself as a business. Mm-hmm. How do you want to be seen? What do you want to be known for? What do you want people to say about you? Pick two to three things. And I always think they're either issue-based, event-based, um, idea-based that you talk about 
consistently and constantly. Mm -hmm. It could be from a few different angles, but really the crux of what you're saying is repetitive and it's always the same thing that you're putting out there. And that's how you, that's how you, you know, you start to build your own personal brand. I also would suggest that if you're looking at um, augmenting your own, you know, self that you start looking at how do you work with other like-minded people? Are you tagging them on their Facebook or Instagram or social media pages? Um, have you identified a certain number of groups that reflect who and what you are and what, what, what you stand for personally? And how are you engaging or interacting with those groups? Are you simply liking them? Or, or have you taken the next step to add a comment or two, um, seek out um, people who are posting in those groups and actually engage them on a particular issue. Um, it, it's interesting that uh, I sometimes get people who say, well, you know, I've liked a page, so so now we're friends. I'm like, no, you simply <laughs> liked a page. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, engagement has not yet begun. And I, you know, and if we're going to start to, to, to measure, um, the efficacy of, and, and really you can, you, and I love measuring the, the, you know, what do you call it? index yeah, no, of right. how well your, your, your social media does. But if you're really looking at engagement, then that really means putting yourself out there and doing it personally is tough because you are now committing to the ether, um, your thoughts, mm-hmm. um, your, your disclosing your biases, your preferences, and you better be careful if you're trying to build a personal brand, what you put out there. The trick is, unless you're putting out there what is authentically and true and genuinely you, you're not going to get any traction. The, 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 the tough side of that is, if you put that something out there that is somewhat controversial, you also have to own it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that can be tough too. So I just think that I'm really big into Instagram and I've been working a little bit on my brand on there. And so mm-hmm. my business is my, and my name is the same. So yeah. um, what, what I've been noticing, well, there's two things. Um, mm-hmm. One is I can tell when I'm effective by who's following me. So if the yes. people who are following me are the people that I'm trying to reach, I know that whatever I've posted has hit the mark. Right. And the other thing is how damn good millennials are at this, right? Like they just seem to get it. Yes. You know, I'm not even close to that. I mean, my kids are millennials, but... I look at some of their accounts and they're just amazing. Their personal accounts, they have yeah, yeah. this branding down. It's just phenomenal. It's like they just okay. somehow get it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it, it, I know it's, and well, I find it interesting that, well, one, they could take a picture of just about any darn thing in life. Like that, that, that blows me away. Yes. Um, <laughs> One, but um, I, you know, I, I, I look at some of the, um, you know, when we have people, you know, family members at that post, and it's so interesting to me that I think you're right. Millennials can post on something that is just about them, and if you look through their accounts for like the past 10, 11, 12 months, the images will all be relatively similar. Yeah. Yeah. How did you, how did you do that? Some of them, they have, they have their colors. They know how saturated their pictures are. They, you know, they've got it down. Their culture is so much more visual than ours was, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So 
so when you look at um, like I, I I'm, I'm looking at my my niece um, who's I don't know 35 maybe 36 who's getting married everything leading up to this wedding is on social media yes <laughs> and 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 I and I had said to her I said why 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 are you doing that. <laughs> I said, I said one, because you're, you're doing a destination wedding, which means there's only 10 people coming anyways. So, and she's like, well, no, we have to document this so that all of our friends can see, you know, our entire path to this wedding. And I thought, holy crap. Okay. Um, and so it's not, so it's not just about, you know, taking a picture of the moment when he proposed. It's about, oh, no, we've got to do a photo shoot now. And no, it can't just be a photo shoot, but it's got to be a photo shoot at the distillery district. And no, not just at the district, but we need to have all these props in. And it's 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 just incredible to me. I know. It's a photo shoot. Life is a photo shoot. Life is an absolute photo shoot. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're even having hashtags at weddings now. Uh, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, My friend went to a wedding and... They actually announced as part of the speech, please use hashtag suction. And I'm like, oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so let's just jump into, so to me, I've always said just be careful what you're putting out there. Now, a wedding is a celebration. That's all fine. Mm-hmm. But you you put a thing of Uncle Johnny who's getting smashed and your hashtag in it, like <laughs> Uncle Johnny is now out there or your friend <laughs> who had a few shots or whatever. Yes. People got to get jobs. I believe HR people do Facebook searches and Instagram searches and all that of, of, yeah. of potential candidates. What advice or or what kind of concerns do you have or around this? I, yeah, I would say particularly around um, um, around employment uh, issues. Be careful, and, and really, really, it doesn't. It's not limited to employment, but yeah. Be careful what your voice says, because you 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 just can't erase that. Mm. I think what what we often um, forget, or or the idea we misplace, is that the social media space is always about values, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we value the images that we put out there. We value the quotes that 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 we write each day. We value updating our status, right? And, yeah. and these values are judged. They are judged positively, negatively, sometimes with indifference. Um, so when you say, you know, I'm, I'm tired of seeing the negative, you know, stuff and, 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 and energy that it creates because, because of all the, the, the disdain, if you will, that that's mm-hmm. happened to the president and whatnot. Um, we're really talking about, about the value of that and how that has either played, um, that value has been positively impactful to us or not. And I think when we look at HR people specifically as the end, and, and I, I can't think of an HR person who doesn't do a search. Um, right. Digital, right? <laughs> Um, they are looking for, does this person, does this candidate potentially fit our corporate value? Does do, do what they put out there, does what they put out there, you know, resonate with us or are we going to have a problem? And, and I think so it becomes so much more important that, um, even, even in jest, and I find social media, people say many things in jest, particularly a personal page, um, that, we need to be mindful at the very least 
that uh, that what we're saying um, has value and it and it is valued and 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 that can that can be uh, that can, that can be very very positive for us or not but it is always being judged mm-hmm. and and I, I think for you and certainly for me and part of the reason why I I am reluctant to heavily engage in social media personally um, is because. I I still inherently value um, one-to-one connection. I know that for just in just for my business, um, that works really well for me, and I'm still able to grow um, in the way that I need to um, from both a, a financial and client perspective with that model. Now, many other businesses can't. I recognize that and appreciate that, but. Um, I think in the social media space, whether you're going out uh, personally or whether you're going out uh, as your business, just, you've got to keep in mind that your value is constantly uh, being being evaluated. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's really wise, I think, advice for people who are listening to think about that. And I always get that value piece. I'm glad you said it because when I look at someone's feed, especially on Instagram. Okay. I That's how I always look at it. I always look at it uh-huh. from they're telling me what's important to them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you have the person who's always posting them at a party, them with their friends and them with a group of people. And I look at it and I think, so your social circle is really important to you. Like that's right. what you value. That's what you post. And then somebody else is always posting I don't know, pictures of their dog, you know, so you, mm-hmm. you think, okay, mm-hmm. so that's a value for you, you know, you're sharing who you are. So with that, you know, kind of, I don't know, just playing off that a little bit and thinking about, about that, where and relating it back to branding, where do you think mm-hmm. people struggle the most in this whole area of branding, then, you know, if we're reflect, if we're thinking about, your values yes. and your brand, like where's, where do you think people struggle the most? I think it's, I think it's in the upfront piece of not defining their brand voice, their brand tone, uh, their brand image. It's, it's really about, you know, and that's why I, and I really don't, I, I, I give a lot of attention upfront to the work. So I always say, you know, getting to the brand board at the end of the day, that's that's the sweet and sexy. (laughs) The hard part, the hard part is really taking the time to define your image. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, and 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 just to simplify it, you know, let's get a persona out there. You know, if 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 we had to identify um, uh, what your brand look like, like, let's, let's, let's name this brand. Let's call her or him something. Let's figure out how old they are. Let's, let's, let's define the characteristics that make them up. You know, are they married? Are they single? Do they drive? What kind of car do they drive? How much money do they make? Um, um, you know, and, and really it's no different than, um, how, how, you know, the Bay, um, would define, um, their brand. So for instance, um, Goodness, about 50, 10, 15 years ago, the target was Linda. That's what we called her. <laughs> Ironically, it's also Linda for Walmart. <laughs> um, 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 but but Linda was, uh, oh God, what was she? I think she was about 30 to 40 years old. Um, Linda had uh, a child. She was a mid-level professional. Um, she was up and coming. She 
Um, she wanted to be seen. She wanted to be uh, current and on trend. She was not, um, she, she was more concerned with um, having the brands on her body that everyone else would associate with affluence. Mm-hmm. So, so we knew we had to bring in a certain, uh, a certain type of brand align to, to help her achieve that image. And, and I always say like, let, let upfront, do the work, define, mm-hmm. define, define the personality. Is, is your brand quirky? Is it authentic? Is it passionate? I, I always say, well, let's think about the language that we use with that person. You know, what are some of the do's? What are some of the don'ts? Um, um, and, and, and then, when you begin to now go out and market with your own personal brand, abide by and adhere to those guidelines okay. because you, you, you don't get stuck in, in the, Oh, I just got, I, I, I got to just put this out because this is such the cutest thing. No, you go back and say, does it meet the standards and, and the requirements that are in my brand guidelines? If they do now I can write it. If they don't, then you don't. And, and it's about, and some people are so obsessed with that, Social media has to be instant. I always say, take, take, take the time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with taking the time to schedule your posts. Because if you can schedule your posts, you can then go back and review them to say, ah, you know what? That isn't like feeling right to me. Or that doesn't quite meet what I think, uh, you know, my brand persona or, or, or persona type would either do, say, think, behave, act like. And then you have the opportunity to change it, mm-hmm. right? I, 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 I am, I am less about the instant and more about mm-hmm. the, you know, let's, let's, let's just add a little bit of thought to this and an extra five minutes is, is, is not going to, uh, going to hurt. I'm mm-hmm. so with you. In fact, I don't have any social media on my phone mm-hmm. and uh, if for that very reason, because I'm very impulsive and spontaneous <laughs> And I was doing that. I'd be out and I'd take a picture and I'd post it. And then I'd later think, why did I post that? Yeah. And I, I would, I know you can take it down, but when I took it all off my phone and then I realized when I'm home, I can look at my photos, edit them, decide if they're worth posting and mm-hmm. what I want to say about it and then put it up. And it's yeah. been much better for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And Sandy, you once said to me, you, you before you post now you always ask why are you posting like yes. what's the what's the intention behind that yeah and um i've started to ask that too is it to show people where i am is it to give kudos to the restaurant that i'm at you know because i like to support um local business so that's why i would post a lot it's it's a lot of cocktails so i hope it's okay <laughs> <laughs> We went to one the other night and I said to my husband, I said, I'm sorry, Ash, I, I, I know that this restaurant is very big about social media, so I want to support them. So I took a photo and actually I posted it the next day just because I, I wanted to be in the moment. So I took photos, but I didn't sit there and post it. I, I, I left it till the next day, which is a good strategy too, I guess, because mm-hmm. then you're not distracted from your company. But, um, but yeah, I think just asking that question, why? What's the intention? Why do I want to post this? Is it to get a lot of likes? Is it to advertise something? Is it to, you know, share a value that I have, like you said? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting. I, I, I had a conversation with, uh, with a client and, um, 
their, their part of their brand uh, and their, well, their business is really about um, it's, 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 it's in a nutshell, it's about support. And so my thing was, okay, well then have you ever thought about having, you know, one week of social media where it's not about you, where it really is about supporting other brands and other businesses mm-hmm. and, and other people at, at that point that, uh, that either support you or that you lend support to. So you're actually showing how your business does what it does, mm-hmm. right? Like revolutionary, because it's no, it's no longer about them. And, and really, their business isn't about them anyways. So why, why get stuck in that trap? Like just, mm-hmm. just change that focus a little bit. So I want to move a little bit away from social media because I know that's a big part of branding right now, but I want to talk a little bit about websites because mm-hmm. I'm sure that's another um, piece of what you do or a big yes. part of your strategy for people. Mm-hmm. So Joanne and I have been working on the Reframe Your Life website. Yes. So aside from font, which we've mm-hmm. been working on, what are some other considerations, you know, how do people distinguish themselves oh, or, or yeah. make their brand, communicate their brand on their website? Because I feel like a lot of websites look very similar. Mm-hmm. So I say, yeah, I would say the first thing is, what do you need your website to do? Um, you know, are you, is, is your website for information only? Is it, is it a place where, um, people just come to, to validate that you are who you are and then they go to your social media? Is it a place where people are coming to actually stay? Um, so they're spending 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes actually reading through your content. Is it a place to buy? Is it a commerce site? So I, I really want to, I would try to understand a little bit more about what the purpose of the website is. Um, I'm, I'm, and I'm sure many brand people would, would uh, disagree with me, but I think so many people have websites that are absolutely futile mm-hmm. and, and are absolutely unnecessary because they don't actually serve a purpose. Mm-hmm. So I always get back to, you know, what is the purpose of your site? What is it meant to do? Um, and then let's do that the best, cleanest, shortest way possible. Um, uh, one thing I always say, uh, so, you know, you've got your, 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 depending on how you're laying out your website, but you've got your header photos. And I always say, what, 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 what do you need that to be? Is this where you, what do you want to communicate with that, you know, prime real estate space? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I always go back to, uh, the brand questionnaire that most of my clients end up filling out and saying, okay. Um, let's take that answer and make that the biggest, strongest communication piece that we're going to do when somebody hits that landing page, right? Yeah. The other piece that I would say to you is um, if you are looking to either, uh, you know, increase engagement, increase followers, um, or, or for some people it's getting, like my business, it's getting deeper with the people who already um, know you, right? Or, or who have an affiliation with you. I always say, put a Facebook pixel on, on your site. So a Facebook pixel, uh, for those people who don't know, it, it, it'll cost you no more than like $150, $149. What it does is it captures unique visitors to both your Facebook site and your website. Okay. So these are people who 
are interested in you, um, you understand that there is some resonance in terms of, of value, and these would be your ideal customers. You're then able to remarket to these people. So, for instance, if you've ever been on uh, the web and you tried to buy a pair of shoes and that ad for that pair of shoes follows you around every website you go yes. on for the rest of the life, right? Yes. So that, that is a Facebook pixel. You can customize it by time. You can customize it by message. You can make it information only. You can make it um, uh, commerce related. It doesn't matter. But what it does is it is it keeps you top of mind to those people who are interested in you. Uh, because people people want to know what it is that you're about. Mm-hmm. And there's always a story. And really the story is that that's the piece that makes your heart sing, right? Like that's that's mm-hmm. the piece that that uh, that gets you excited. And and uh, for myself, too, I just have these clients who um, uh, just uh, formed a partnership and, you know, wanted to be, you know, kind of make their mark. Well, you know, one of them is is a the the. I mean, she's incredible. She's the only um, owner of a millwork company. Uh, only female person I know that I know who owns a, a millwork company. Like that never happens here, right? Right. <laughs> and you know, add add to that. She's a congenital amputee. She has one hand, and I'm like, darling, this story writes itself. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm like. I'm like, and and she's out there. I mean, she's at the Interior Design Show in Toronto now, and she's out building her booth, putting it all. T- and and I'm just like, I love this. I say, like, this is your story. Yeah. Like this is what you go out with. Um. And and so for you know for your friend and for for other people who are who are kind of in that space, saying this is what I do, but it's not all of what I am. How do I make that bigger? How do I make that better? My thing is always go out and make some wonderful, creative, beautiful partnerships in the community that you live and work in. Mm. Um, One one of the things that just happened, which I think is just incredible, um, one of my clients said, hey, you know what, we should do something cool for uh, for the community. It happened to be the same um, client who's a congenital amputee. What they did was, was nothing short of marvelous. Um, you put together a uh, partnership with the local uh, Boys and Girls Club out here in uh, Durham region, and they are now renovating their entire space, offices for all of their staff, got got local companies in Durham to give new windows and doors. Another company said, I'll come in, I'll do all the painting. Another company said, well, cool, I'll do electrical. Another company said, okay, I'll do signage. You've now got this hundred thousand dollar project that started from doing an office space Mm. like and and so for us the story was just about it's not about office it was really about saying for her it was really about saying I want every kid to feel like they have unlimited potential regardless of any physical disabilities or any other stereotypes that have been placed on. How do we make that bigger and better? And then they found an organization who does just that. And then they found all these other business partners in the community to say, yeah, I'm on board. Like to me, coolest thing ever. Coolest thing ever. Amazing. Yes. I really love that idea. And I've got, I'm now sitting here thinking about how we at Reframe Your Life can partner with some, some people to help 
share our story and to to work with them. One of the things that I'm curious about with branding is personal style. So, you know, in terms of, you know, from headshots to actually having a a style, your you know, the way you look, the yes. way you dress. And how yeah. important is that? Or is that just taking it too far? Oh, my goodness. It is so important. I, I start every um, branding experience uh, this way. I, I, I set up <laughs> I set up their branding in terms of your logo fonts, color palette, etc. I do a branded photo shoot with you. And then I brand your social media posts as well. Um, so for me, every aspect of your visual identity is completely branded. Wow. And 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 if you've never done a branded photo shoot, it, it it makes all the difference in the world. So everything from so like I said, I always start with a five color color palette. Everything that's in your photo shoot, um, like I choose a location and all the props we bring in is branded to your business. Wow. So every photo shoot, you know, every client looks different because their branding is different, you know? And so if you are into, um, um, so, you know, if, if you are a millwork client that's into, you know, hard lines and, and, and textiles and, and, and door shapes and whatnot, your, your photo shoot is going to reflect that. Um, you're into reframe your life. Ah, oh, I mean, I would love to see you guys shooting down by the water or, you know, in, in, in a forest or, you know, a, a, a wooded section, like really thinking about what are the different types of frames that you would have in your life? Mm-hmm. What does that, what does that look like? Um, and, and, and really maybe even juxtaposing that with a really hurried, harried, busy frame that is, that is probably where most people are. Right. Because that's our life. And then and then look at the progression and shift of that and 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 how you reframe that. And, and what does it take to reframe that and branding that that photo shoot to reflect that? What are the pieces or elements that need to be brought in to make that happen? Wow. Mm. I just did yeah. the color thing. I found this website and I've spent way too long on it with for colors for my own brand. And it's it was amazing for me how. Mm how I resonated with just like sitting and looking at color palettes and going on Pinterest and going through that whole thing. But how helpful that is. It was a weird thing for me to, to spend that much time looking at colors, but I feel like it's helped me define my personal brand as well. So I love that, um, that that recommendation. Thank you. And here's what I, here's what I would say about color palette. Um, and this is where I always differ between the personal and the business. Um, when I do a brand questionnaire, part of that speaks to um, telling me uh, in, in, in giving me five adjectives about the values of your business. I take that and I go with my designer and we, we go to the color Bible and we match up the color values of the words that you give us. Um, and, and then we put a color palette together with that. Wow. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah, there's a little bit of a, of a science to it. Yeah. Um, because, 
you know, sometimes people, you know, they'll, they'll say, you know, um, you know, trustworthiness, this, this, that, and, and they want, you know, a variety of reds. And I'm like, no, you can't do that <laughs> to, to what you're trying to convey. And again, and that's where we, where, you know, I say, this is my, this might be what you like personally, but your business demands something different. And God so damn, I'll, I have a red dress on in my photo. <laughs> <laughs> I always say if your if your business need value um, has changed, then we can change the color palette accordingly. But if it hasn't, I'm not just going to change your color palette because you don't like it. I'm not, I'm right. I'm I'm unconcerned with what you like. I'm far more concerned. <laughs> business need is wow that just blew I my mind that. i'm like back to the drawing board now Thank <laughs> I, know, I know so i was going to ask you before you chose the word trust um so uh, deb and i met uh we we do some uh joint work with um and local nonprofit. So we were out at dinner and so I showed her our Reframe Your Life logo and she said well one thing you can do is make sure you have those lines in every photo like it was just a few little hints and tips I think we were talking about font. When I was asking you about branding, you were talking about font. So I came back to Sandy. I'm like, our font doesn't say fun. Our font says stiff. It says structured. I don't like it, you know. So, so we've actually since changed our font. And I don't know whether it speaks fun, but I just, Sandy and I were talking. I'm like, it's just so like, um, it was like, you know, Times New Roman-ish type of font, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and I'm like, we're fun. We laugh. Yeah. So yeah, and when you said, you change. know, trust, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're about reframe is always, to me, that's always about change. There has to be something different about that, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. There's something current that's always going to be current about that because the frame is not going to remain the same. Yeah. 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 No, it's, and then we chose a circle in the end because we have a, we've developed a model for reframe Yeah. Um, that we kind of go around the circle but it doesn't just go from one spot to another spot to another spot you could reverse up the circle go around the circle go around it twice miss a few things like it's just yeah so a bit of a flow I just I think this has been great I know a lot of our listeners are out there on social media whether they're and and trying to develop their brand whether it be for their business or their own mm-hmm. um, and I'm and I'm just I think people are being a little bit more conscious of it these days so this has been really timely especially as we start the new year and people want to decide what they stand for and what they want to mm-hmm. put out there in the new year you know so so um I know oh, you only oh, take- I can say one thing before yeah. I leave and if you are looking at branding a person, there's some wonderful resources out there. Collabosaurus, um, which is a group that is run out of Australia, I believe, has some great information for putting together your own personal um, uh, media kits. Um, you know how to how to access media, how to how to go out and and make sure that your your branding is strong. The kind of questions you need. Um, to ask yourself before you 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 embark. So for, for people that are looking to um, to even start, you know, coordinating this part of their either personal brand or business brand, excellent resource, um, Collabosaurus. So definitely check that out. Okay. Mm, that's great. Very helpful. Thank you so much for being with us today, mm-hmm. Deb. It's been valuable, I know, for both Sandy and I for personally, as well as our business, as well as Reframe Your Life. And I'm sure it has been for our, our life reframers out there. Yes, thank well, you very much. Happy this was fun. Love yes. the discussion. Hi, life reframers. Did you enjoy our episode today? If so, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play. 
Also, check us out on all our social media avenues via reframeyourlife.ca.